Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, Harry, great to see you. Thanks for joining us on Optus Sport. Not a bad morning this morning, uh, just a bit going on. What did you make of that outstanding game and what a finish? Well, look, I, I, I got asked a lot of questions at the start of the game, how the game's going to pan out. And I felt uh, he kind of hit the nail on the head. You know, I, I felt Liverpool were going to dominate. Uh, Mourinho would have had a plan to be quite defensive and look to catch Liverpool on the counter-attack. Um, I think it was vital uh, who um, Liverpool got the first goal because that would, have, that would have had to have brought Tottenham out of their shell a little bit. Um, and that was the plan. And obviously with Mo Salah... Uh, Scoring, you know, yes, it was a deflection, but we were kind of hitting a lot of um, shots at Larice, but we're hitting too many shots at Larice, and this one kind of took a deflection. And unfortunately for Larice, he couldn't have um, done anything about it. But the problem is, is you know, we we kind of slept there for that half a second, and Spurs done that beautiful counterattack, which they've been doing, you know, all year. And you know, I actually think, you know, Son's goal. You know, the way he took it was, was superb because the way he opened his body up to kind of look to bend it around Allison and then to stick it in near post, that, that takes a lot of confidence. Um, and then to be honest, Spurs kind of, even though they weren't having the possession, like I talked about before, you can still dominate a game without the ball. And that's what they did. Come out second half and they were very good at um, protecting the ball, protecting their, their goal. And they had two wonderful opportunities um, to go ahead. Uh, but unfortunately, well, three actually, because of uh, Birdwine had two and Harry Kane had one with this header. Uh, so Mourinho would be disappointed that they didn't take one of those chances. Uh, but the thing with, you know, the, the champions, they, the reason why the champions is because they keep pushing. They keep pushing, 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 pushing. And they, they worked it. They, they, they worked the ball. I felt they could have been a lot quicker in, in some areas. Um, but Mane was, was trying. Uh, everyone was trying to get something. And, you know, for all the defending they did, I think Eric Dyer had a little slip and Firmino got the run on him. And it was a superb header. And I'm very happy for, for Firmino because he gets a lot of stick wearing that number nine shirt. Um, and I, I think, I know everyone obviously knows the work rate that he does off the ball and he's assisting that, but everyone wants more goals. Um, but he came up with the goods tonight. And like I said, I'm so happy for him. And like I said, I, it was an exciting game, um, but I'm, I'm very happy that Liverpool came out with the three points now and sitting clearly on top of the table. So uh, Jose Mourinho, after the game, in, in a few words, Jurgen Klopp told him that the better team lost. Um, what do you make of that assessment of it, uh, given the tactical battle that played out? That, I think he's being kind because that hurts. Because, yes, it was a, a masterful display by Mourinho. Um, it was fantastic and they couldn't break him down. Um, but like I said, you, you, you still can't knock Liverpool for, you know, they could have packed it in. You know, they could have stopped it, but they didn't. They kept on pushing. And you can see that there's only really one team really, really trying to, 
dominate possession. I think there was one point of the game where they had 96% possession, you know, over the last five minutes. Now, I, I don't think you should, you know, write yourself off by saying, you know, well done to the opposition. Yeah, they came with a plan and the plan worked until, you know, the 90th minute. But unfortunately, football goes beyond that and you, you can't have make any mistakes. You've got to take the chances when they do. And then when, you know, you, you've got to make sure you defend properly as well. A formidable result for Liverpool, especially considering a couple of academy products in the side, stepping up on the biggest stage of all. How impressed are you with the way they've kept going through this injury crisis, bringing in the new blood? Well, this, this, is, this is the opportunity that some of these players are looking for because we were talking before about how great Liverpool's squad is, you know, and they've got some injuries. Now, if these players weren't injured, would we be seeing Curtis Jones play? Would we be seeing Reese uh, Williams play? Probably not, because the, the other professionals will be playing. So, in all the bad stuff that Liverpool, you know, saying the injuries, you do get some good sparks, because Curtis Jones didn't actually look out of place. You know, he didn't look out of place. He had a wonderful opportunity in the first half. Same against Fulham, where he, 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 just, he just cut too much underneath it. But if he got his clean strike away, he could have, he could have really tested Lloris tonight. I thought he was uh, sensational. And for Riz to make his Premier League debut against probably the two hottest strikers at the moment, you know, probably in, the, in, in Europe, not only in just in the Premier League, I thought he did excellent. There was then, like I said... You could probably question the, the sun goal, but he was kind of blindsided by Bergwijn's run and with that ball where he just let it through. So I thought he was sensational. He looked comfortable on the ball. I mean, even for the first goal, the, the ball he sprayed was about a 70-yard ball. That just shows someone that's got confidence. And I take my hat off to the experienced players at Liverpool to be able to give the confidence for these players to be able to step up and play. I mean, I, I just heard Jordan Henderson there, you know, saying that, it was fantastic for him playing because all I could hear was him talking, giving me instructions. So that was fantastic. So it just goes to show that what Liverpool are doing with their youngsters is phenomenal. On the other side, uh, Spurs, this was a moment for Mourinho to try and, you know, um, make his mark against Liverpool with that style of play that you referenced. Is that sustainable through the season to make that title charge? We know they'll be there or thereabouts, but is that style sustainable to go on and actually win the Premier League? I don't think so. Um, I think, but Mourinho is good enough to, to change it. He knows, I mean, I think the, don't, don't hold me up, but I think uh, it's, it's what, 32 games or something like that? Well, I know it's gone up to 60 or something where they haven't lost. So Mourinho is smart enough now to come to a place and go, well, hey guys, if we go and wait with a draw here, I'm happy. Let's, 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 let's work on that. And I think that's the wonderful thing about Mourinho. He takes every game differently. He doesn't like... Of course, he's a serial winner and he wants to win the game and he will set up his team to have one or two chances and they've got to take it like we saw tonight. But I, 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 I can't see um, the system of them defending like that throughout the whole season. And I mean, I'm sure they won't because they'll come up against, they won't come up against Liverpool every week or Man City. Um, so they'll, they will dominate a lot more games. Um, but I think it's fantastic that when they do come up against great teams, they can alternate their, their system. To another result around the grounds this morning, a bit earlier on in Australia time, five o'clock in the morning, our Leeds were up against Newcastle. And it was nice to see in that 5-2 win from a Leeds perspective, the glut of chances actually turn into a goal fest. Uh, that must be a, a real tonic for them, hopefully, for, for the coming weeks. Oh, well, 
fantastic. I mean, we're all talking about Leeds over here. The way that Bielsa's got his sides playing, they're, they're kind of free-throwing, they're, you know, man-for-man man marking. If you beat your man, do you get a chance on goal? And, and everyone's questioning, is this sustainable? Are Leeds going to be able to do it? But the one thing they're doing is creating chances. I mean, Bamford's, you know, I think he's, he's had the most chances out of all the strikers. And that's all you could ask for as a striker. That's all you could ask for for your team is to create chances for your striker to score goals. And like I said, I, I watched I watch, uh, because there was about five or six games on at the time. So I was flicking through a lot of the games. And, you know, it's just one of those where which game was I watching? And I, I, I think it was the second goal where Harrison uh, took the ball down on the wing and he's, he's controlled it right near the, bar, uh, the, 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 uh, the dead ball line and he's just volleyed it across. And I think it was Rodrigo just headed the ball. I mean, that was sensational. So, look, I, no, no disrespect to Newcastle, but Leeds were, was, you know, is, is, is a fantastic team and you know, they're so exciting to watch. On another note, from an Australian perspective, it was disappointing this morning that Matty Ryan wasn't involved for Brighton in their game. He's been in and out of the side. He's got a real fight now to, to retain that sort of uh, first 11 place, doesn't he? There's nothing wrong with healthy competition. I think it, it brings out the best in you and it, it makes you look at yourself and makes you dig deep and makes you feel, well, what else can I bring? I mean, you just don't want to get to a certain point in your career and go, well, hey, you, know, you, you need to be tested and you need to be tested every day to bring out the best in you. So for me, it's, it's I wouldn't say it's a problem. I would say it's, it's a challenge. And, you know, can he go back out there? We all know what a wonderful keeper he is. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of his. And I think he's, he's capable of breaking into a top 16 because I think he's got the attitude, he's got the mentality, uh, his ability uh, between the sticks with his hands is, is excellent uh, and his feet, uh, he, he's great with his feet. So I think he's, the possibility of him going to another club is, is excellent, but he's got to realise, you know, you're not going to get it your own way. You, sometimes you have to fight be interesting to see what happens there. One thing in terms of challenges, uh, in terms of fighting, You've obviously had a great bounce back personally with what's happened at, at Oldham in recent weeks. Three wins from five, climbing the table. Um, what's changed or what's clicked? What's been the catalyst for this, you know, this great turn of form that has you guys uh, moving up the table? Or did you say it was always coming? It was just waiting for a bit of luck? Look, I think we're, we're living in a, in a world where we get criticised straight away if we don't win our opening game. You know, people are going, well, it's not going to work. I think a lot of people forget, you know, when I first walked into the club, I had eight players. So my first priority was to get a squad. Now, the, the squad itself, uh, I've, I've attracted some good players, um, some, some, some wonderful players, I should say. And then it's about, once you've established that, it's about getting the cohesion run. It's about getting the ideas of what you want to write because... A lot of these players hadn't played since February. A lot of these players weren't at clubs. So again, it's about getting them back into match fitness, about getting into a style, about getting them used to playing again, getting them into the way that I wanted to work. So it, it, it takes time. Now we're, we're far from finished product. There's such a long way to go. But the thing is, I, I'm seeing a slow progression. You know, we, we'll, we'll, go on a, uh, we'll win one, we'll lose one, we'll win two, we may lose one. We have these little speed bumps. Um, we're very unlucky the other night, um, but you take the good with the bad, and then you just roll on. We have a wonderful challenge on the weekend. Uh, we play Newport County, who will sit at the top of the league, 
fantastic team um, down their area. So for us, it's 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 a great challenge to to get out there. And you know, Oldham is a, a huge club. It's one of the founding members of the Premier League. And if I'm able to to bring a bit of joy to a lot of these fans who have have been hurt over the years because they've progressively gone down. And I think this club is crying out for a little bit of stability. And if I can provide that, it'd be excellent. Your, your owner called you during the week a workaholic. So what's, a, what's a day in the life of Kuehl, the coach, looks like, look like to get ready for training and then the matches? Like, like probably every other manager, I have my ideas, I have my style, I have my ways. Um, I'm very secretive. I have to tell you the truth. I don't like... Um, I don't know why people share ideas. There's enough cameras and enough footage now of people watching you and all that. So why should you give them anything more? I, I enjoy working on the training ground. That's my office. I could spend all day there uh, as long as the, the players are enjoying it. I like to test players every day. I don't like to sit players to come in there and it's standard. I like to make them think. They are human beings. They, they, they're not robots. You know, they have to have a mind in themselves. And, and when you do step out on the pitch, you have to be able to make your own decisions. Yes, I can guide you in certain areas, but at the end, you've got, ultimately, you've got to make that decision and hopefully it's the right one. If not, you're off. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What about in terms of challenges for young players and opportunities? George Blackwood, how's he going? Uh, it's a good level for a, a young Australian to, to earn their stripes. I think it's, uh, I think it's a great level. Um, I, I personally love this level because I think you can see a lot of the progression and a lot of the, the work that you put in, especially at the start of the season, towards the end, you start to see players improving. And, 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 I, and, I, love, and I love seeing them. That's why you've got a coach. Um, the challenge for George is, is he's come from a, a, a nice league. And when I say a nice league, it's, it is a nice league. You're coming over here to where it's, it's you run, you tackle, you fight before you pass the ball. You know, you, you don't do that and you learn to jump and you learn to head, you know, and then you learn to tackle again, and then you fight again. And then that's what you've got to learn first and foremost before you even pass the ball. So that's something that he's learning. Um, and it's a, like I said, it's, it's a great challenge for him. And I, I, I think he's, he's, he's enjoying it. Um, he's had a little bit of um, misfortune uh, with a few injuries, but we'll get him through that because I have a wonderful medical system over here. And I think we will be seeing the best of George very soon. That's brilliant to hear. That's fantastic to hear from an Australian perspective. Harry, I just want to ask you about one of your mentors. Obviously, a very sad week for football this week with Gerard Houllier's passing. Um, he had some very kind words to say about him on social media through the week. Um, can you tell us a little bit about his influence on you and the man that he was? Well, I mean, the whole saga about me going to the clubs of wherever I wanted to go, which was, 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 was an amazing feeling. And 
I met Jared Julia. The first time I met Jared Julia was in France. Um, and he sat me down because he wanted me to come to his club. He wanted me to play for his club. And the, the one, like, there's, there's a lot of things you could say. I mean, the way he talked football was phenomenal. It made me feel like, I was like, wow, it's pretty awesome. But the most important thing he was, he was, he was, he, he, he wanted to know me. You know, he wanted to know me as a person, not the, not the footballer, for me. And that's the thing that I don't think you get in a lot of managers, because unfortunately we, we are ruthless. We are, it's about a business and we don't have time to sit down and, and genuinely know. But he was one of these people that genuinely cared about you. And that's what made me, well, that's what made me sign for, for Liverpool. Because once I spoke to him, I said, I give you my word, I'll sign for you. Because he was just at that top end. You know, his, his ideas in football were, were fantastic. It, and like I said, it, it breaks my heart when I, I read the news um, that he was so young. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just a sad day. It, w- it was a sad day. I, you know, I wasn't myself and I, none of my other players would have been, would have been ourselves. And uh, it's just such a shame. It does sound like he was an amazing man as well as a mentor and, and the football aspect was, was one part of it, but it, it just sounds like he was an, an incredible person to have as your boss. Yeah. Oh, like I said, he, he, he was, he transformed, like you said, I mean, what he had done to Liverpool before I arrived was put them back on the map. And then he was adding people uh, left and, and left, left, right and centre. And like I said, he's the main reason. I mean, I loved Liverpool, right? But there was, there was other clubs after me and I spoke to other managers. But he's the main reason that I went to Liverpool because the way he spoke about football, but like I said, the way he spoke about me as a person was, was, was second to none. Is there a lot of him or some of him in terms of what he influenced you on that has uh, formed your philosophy and approach to management yourself? <sighs> no. Uh, and, I, and, and, and I take it, and I take that away from all the, the managers that I've had when people say, oh, do you take any ideas of what they do? Uh, you may take a drill, but like I said, as a player, I wanted to be identified as myself and I wanted to be known for what I do. So I have, my, my brain ticks over all the time. Uh, I, I come up with my own ideas. I come up with my own style. I come up with my own drills and I enjoy that. And I, I think that's the, the, the fascinating thing. And I think if you want to make a difference, you've got to bring something different. Listening to you talking about, often talking as a player, how you could influence a game and, and, and the way you want to create yourself as a manager. How do you deal with pressure or stress? What, what do you do to, when you can't go out and, and influence things yourself on the pitch? What are techniques have you learned to, to use to, to deal with pressure in this furnace of, of management? Oh, that's easy. I just have a go at the fourth official. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, I, I do have a go at the fourth official. I'm non-stop. Works every time. I'm non-stop. I mean, unfortunately, that's what they're there for. You know, they, they, they say they're, they're there to help, but no, they're, they're just there to get, you know, a lot of yelling and, and abuse of us. Uh, and, and I take my hat off to them because it is a hard job, especially with me. And, they, and even when I was seeing Jurgen Klopp there tonight, he was yelling at them. Um, but no, I, I, I sit there and, and I watch and I see what I can do to improve. I see, I mean, a lot of it comes down to uh, the first goal. Because if you score the first goal, you're kind of controlling the game. Then you're waiting for the opposition to, to make, a, make a change or make a difference. And then do you need to match it up? Or are you safe in the way that you are? Um, but if you do go a goal down, 
you know, if you want to get back into it, you know, do you have to change something? Do you see that you're getting chances? So again, it's, it's a waiting game. It's, it's, a, it's a game that you've got to see maybe three or four moves ahead. Um, and then, you know, it also involves, I have to say, luck. You know, you've got to get that little ball, that, that, you know, that little bag of air that's got to go on that net. That's the, that's the most important thing. I mean, just the, like I say the other night, we hit the bar, I think, three or four times. And it just didn't go in. And, you know, on the other days, it does go in. Now, one night it did go in. I just want to end off by taking you back to one of the great nights in Australian football history, one of the great nights in your career. At the moment it, on Optuswap, we have a, a fabulous new series called Football Belongs. We're looking at famous games in Australian football that sort of discuss what Australia is. And, and Australia versus Croatia in 2006 is what we just ran this week. And we had uh, John Aloisi talking on a podcast about his memories of that night. He was obviously involved in that play in the lead up to your famous goal. Um, can you take us back to that night with your memories of that quite thrilling, uh, that thrilling match? Well, I mean, when you even go back to the, the draw itself and we looked at it, we thought, well, if we beat Japan, right, we've, we've got a chance of qualifying because we're not going to beat Brazil. Brazil are going to win all three games. And then it's going to come down to Croatia. Now, we're, we're all playing in Europe. In fact, we're probably playing in a lot better clubs than some of the Croatian players. So we weren't afraid of Croatia, not at all. So we were comfortable. And, and obviously, it worked in well that all we needed was the draw, you know. Um, and then, obviously, we uh, hitting made a, a few couple changes. Uh, we didn't get off to the greatest of starts. Um, they scored a, a, a free kick. But then I'd rather concede in the first minute or the second minute of a game because then you got 88 minutes to get back into the game. Uh, and I, I felt we, we, we looked comfortable then. We started getting our flow going. We got the penalty. Maury stepped up. Fantastic. And I felt comfortable as, as myself and, you know, working off with the Dukes. And we, we, we had our chances. We were looking good. Come out second half, we made a mistake again. Um, but again, I, I think that just showed what great team spirit we had, you know, whether I miss an open goal or the Dukes miss an open goal or, you know, uh, Kalats let a, uh, miss the ball. That, it just happens. You know, you don't mean to do it. It, ju it just happens. But what you want is, and that's why we play a team sport, is your teammates to help you out. And that's what we did. We, we, we pushed forward. We pushed forward. And then obviously we had the cross that comes in and there was a bit of kerfuffle. And I've always said to my, um, my wingers, you know, Right backs are right backs and left backs are left backs. They're ball watchers. And they will always see a ball coming across and they will never see. And if you're quick enough and agile enough, you'll always get a chance. And I always did. I always ran to the back stick and hoped for the best. And like I said, I had a, my first touch was excellent. And then to be able to just slot it in and, and, and to make it to uh, two war was fantastic. And you could hear the crowd. And obviously then it got a little bit heated. And I still say, even though... He had the three cards. I still say we actually won that game because I, I don't know why John Aloisi's goal never stood. Nor, nor does he. He's still furious about He's it. Still but... furious. <laughs> He's still furious. He should let it go. We, we qualified. It doesn't matter. But I'm even, even, even for me, I'm sitting there going, why was it his goal? Because we we're still playing. And then he just blew the whistle and that was it. He was like, what? Anyway, we're through. So who cares? Exactly. Well, the significance of that, moment and and the celebrations afterwards for you in your career where you achieved so much but that was for the country that was such a special moment 
Oh, it, it, it was. And I remember going back into the uh, dressing room and everyone was celebrating. And then we, I think we went back out and all of Australia was celebrating. I think even the Croatian fans were there because I, I think we just got on well with them all. And I think everybody enjoyed uh, seeing the Australians, you know, progress, you know, um, to that next stage. And it was, it was a great night. It was, it, was, it was a truly special night. And, you know, hopefully we can have some more than memorable nights as, you know, Australian fans now to watch our Australian national team go on. Yeah, absolutely. Harry, thank you so much for joining us on Optus Sport today. Great oh, to have pleasure. your thoughts uh, in Australia as ever, and uh, we'll hopefully do it again soon. Cheers, mate. Thank you.